Well, hi everybody, and welcome to um, another my favourite Ipswich Town Eleven. I'm Mike Bacon, and I'm your host of this extremely popular series, which I keep telling everyone is very popular. And um, people keep telling me, "Why do you keep saying it's so popular?" And I say, "Well, because it is very popular." And people say, well, "It can't be that popular if you keep going on about it," but it is. So I'm not going to tell you where I met anybody this week, either in the vets or the post office or, or Sainsbury's or any who told me about it. I'm just telling you um, that it's, it's. I just thank you all for for listening and watching because I know you really are enjoying it, and it's given out some. Well, it's given out some fantastic Ipswich Town players over the years, right from the '60s through. To the what to the present day, we had Sam Morsey in a team the other week, which is terrific. So look, well, our guests, of course, have been fantastic. Some some of them are even famous, um, really famous people, um, you know. But um, this one this week is not. But it doesn't really matter because he's a he's a top man. And it, well, I'm going to tell you, you you might wonder you've seen you have seen enough of this man's work in your newspapers and online, you Ipswich Town fans. You'll never believe he's going to tell me in a minute how many millions of trillions of games he's covered as a photographer for the East Anglian Daily Times and for the Ipswich Star on our websites. He's covered Ipswich Town matches mostly away from home, which is where a lot of the fun can begin. If you're an Ipswich Town fan, you go away from home, you know exactly where there's a lot of fun sometimes on them. Um, on, on traveling away from home on on the road as they say um and doing the old um going the old cut on the older road trips um this man well how can i describe him really he likes um comments nice i think it's called an olympic breakfast or something i can't remember exactly what it's oh. called I mean, oh well i've got him going now anyway look, oh, it's, yes. mr. Warren, it's mr warren page warren page photographer extraordinaire has been covering ipswich town for blah, 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 lots of years i'm going to ask him to hand over i'll hand over to him now warren how are you my friend and could i just say and if you watch this on video look he has gone over the top with his background piece of george burley and martin russo at wembley 2000 which obviously he was there either that or he's nicked someone else's photograph which i can't believe he's done no, that he's um, he was there anyway warren how are you my friend i'm very well i'm very well thank you um, I was at the wrong end that day. <laughs> I was, I was. I flicked a coin with Jamie Niblock and I was at the end where uh, the Barnsley supporters were. So you can imagine there was nil atmosphere for me. <laughs> that's the, that's the, that is often the case for you. But always in the wrong place at the wrong time, Warren. Is that not true? A couple of goals. <laughs> well, there you go. That's fine. Absolutely fine. How are you then, Warren? Everything good now? Look, hey, tell us a bit about your cover in Ipswich Town because um, uh, you don't do many home games, do you, Warren? You, you're you're no. the, away, the away guy, man. Everybody has to find their niche in life, Mike. And mine was nobody else wanted to go 8,000 miles a year uh, backwards and forwards. I used to cover Colchester away as well. So every weekend for nine months of the year, I was away from home. On exactly. a Saturday and on a Tuesday. Fantastic. So when did you start doing Ipswich Town then? What, what, what was the year? What was the time? Oh, you I was called in just before the playoffs. So I did the last league game. I can't lose it. And then I did the playoffs. That was when I was, I was called in because I'd been doing cultures to home in a way up until that point. And I think... Uh, the editor was a bit unhappy with the coverage he was getting from the agency that was covering it for him. And he just said, look, we're going to promote you, <laughs> promote me, to uh, covering Ipswich Town away as well. So uh, I did the playoff games. I did the home and away. That was a chaotic night. The home um, the home playoff win against uh, Bolton. That oh, was... you, did the big, you did the big 5-3 Bolton match. That was, when, that was your first... first yeah. Sort of start, yeah. It's one of those games, big games like that, they just pass you by. You're so busy trying to get photos 
in for the paper on deadline. And I just remember the crowd piling over the top of me. I was sat <laughs> behind the goal. And all of a sudden, when, when the final whistle went, everybody went on the pitch and went over the top of my head. It's <laughs> fantastic. Well, you say the word, I think that's a lovely little story. I mean, just imagine you sit there being completely crushed by the North Stand. I mean, I just picture it now. It must be wonderful. <laughs> it was the North Stand, funnily enough, as well. But it just passes you by. It's it's. It's weird because you get so embroiled in, in trying to capture the moments that uh, there were so many moments in that game that it just your head just started to spin. You didn't know where you were, what the score was, <laughs> and you're trying to send pictures at the same time. It's uh, it, it can get a little chaotic. So <laughs> you then start covering Ipswich Town, what, away from home? For, that's, yep. been like, that's been like it up to, up to including last season. Yeah, every, uh, I think it's, what is it now, 20-odd years? Uh, I had covered Ipswich before then. I started back in 1990. Funnily enough, I was I was given I was covering uh, local football matches at SIL. I used to I started off as a British Sugar Fonero's press officer, so I used to do uh, reports one on one Saturday, and then we were away from home. I didn't have to write the report, so I did pictures. And um, the lovely Sam Reynolds gave me my my chance as a photographer, and then. Uh, one night I was given the go-ahead to go to the Zenith. Is it the Zenith Data Systems? Yes, Zenith Data Systems Cup. They played Plough Lane, Wimbledon. Uh, it was obviously, I thought it was my big break and I was really, 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 really excited. And I had really, really, really rubbish gear. And I just couldn't cope with the fact that there were no floodlights at Plough Lane. <laughs> I was trying to photograph it. And uh, I remember being in the dark room till about three, half past three in the morning and having the worst, grainiest, everything was underexposed by miles. And um, yeah, Elvin King was disappointed, to say the least. I love, I love you say being in the dark room. It's all a bit changed now from the, the digital whizzy stuff that you have to send now. You can send, sometimes, oh. you, even send, sometimes you even send them on time to us, uh, Warren, don't you? Sometimes, yeah, sometimes. Yep. I, I still I, I still remember the moment when I was at uh, Nottingham Forest, I think, and I was sending down a mobile phone and I still couldn't get my head around the fact that my photos were going down a mobile phone. It was just, whoa, whoa. How many games have we done then? How many games have we done then, roughly? Do you know? Oh, I haven't worked out how many Ipswich games I've done, but I've worked out how many games I've done professionally uh, across the board, and it's 1,428. 1,428. What do you think of that? Well, it's nice you're so precise, Warren, and excellent. And of course, if you see. Not, the actually, I, there is a period where I, I, it's a bit vague because I worked for the East Anglian Daily Times full time and I worked for the Colchester Gazette full time. And there's a period of time where I'm not quite sure where I was, no. what I was doing, because nobody, I never really kept them. Uh, uh, used to get do weekend shifts, so I never kept a record of them. Um, well, we'll, we'll say we'll say a lot. So when you see yeah. at when you see at page picks on your photo credits, then this is the man we're talking about. He doesn't like his yeah. phone, does he's big posh at page picks. Now, anyway, look, we're, we're lovely to talk about you, Warren. But look, this is about favourite Ipswich Town eleven, of which you have yeah. seen plenty of Ipswich Town players in your time. Then um, mostly on road, which is quite interesting, really. Um, so look, hey, tell us a little bit about. Let, let's let's just. Are you going for a formation of any sort, Warren? Or I mean, I have. You, I've, I've tried oh. to. I've tried to give it. I even did some research to make sure my left and right backs were at the right side because I didn't want to faux pas that way. Um, but 
I started off as an Ipswich fan years and years and years and years ago. I might so my first game I think was 74, 75. Um so I was a bit torn trying to pick my team because I, I obviously wanted to have seen the players and uh I didn't know whether to have it as a favourite footballers I have photographed team who you know who've been nice to me or whether I should just go for the best footballers that I have seen. So it's a bit of a, a hybrid of the two. Well, we, like fans, our favorite, we, like our we like our favourites on here, Warren. So please, please put forward your favourites. And uh, look, go on then. Well, you must have a goalie. A goalie, yeah. It's got to be Paul Cooper. You know, the you can't win all those those trophies for no reason. So uh, my dad always reckoned he was a bit short for a goalkeeper. My dad was a goalkeeper, but he was an extremely springy goalkeeper. So, uh, yeah, Paul Cooper. Do you want saved Paul? A lot, saved a lot of penalties as well. You can't whiz through that quickly, Warren. We'll be done in 10 sorry, minutes. Sorry. Full backs yet. We have to discuss Paul Cooper a bit more. We can't just go full backs. We'll be done well, we'll in 15 minutes. It, it was oh, it was a long time ago, Mike. It was a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> my, first, uh, my first away game, all the away games I've ever done, my, my, I went to um, oh, Villa Park. Is it Villa Park? Yeah, it's Villa Park. Um, for the 74, 70, you know, the West Ham one, the first the first, first game. Yeah. And my overriding memory of that is getting off the train and there being a complete army of policemen waiting to march us to the ground. And I, I was seven, eight at the time. And uh, that's just my overriding memory is being... Mm greeted by all these big hard policemen as we got off the train <laughs> and uh i think i went with my uncle uh but yes it was a cold nil nil draw if i remember rightly but go back to cooper i mean Coop was a good goalie and yeah um, yeah i can remember you i can remember laurie civil but i think coops get it really for you saved quite a few penalties didn't you a penalty saver yes yes yeah there, there again i've always got a little bit of grief for never photographing enough goalkeepers because obviously I'm always told to be at the end where the goals are. Ah, so you're very well, much always at the wrong end for goalkeepers. <laughs> <laughs> they tend to get photographed at the end of the game when they come up and clap the, the away fans. So Paul Cooper in goal, and Paul you're going to have a couple of, what, you're going to have four at the back? Uh, yep, yep. Uh, so I've gone for Fabian Who's Wilmers. You? So you've gone for Fabian Wilmers at right back. Excellent. Yeah. Tell us a bit about Fab. Why you liked him? Why? Why would you? Why have you gone for Fab? Why is it? I always thought Fab was a really nice guy. He was always yeah. talkative. He, he, you know, most players sort of completely blank photographers, unless they've just celebrated. In which case, you know, they've just scored and they're celebrating. Um, but he was just a genuinely nice guy. I met him a couple of times away from away from games, and uh, he just had time for you. He's just just a genuinely happy, smiley guy. And he was very, very passionate mm. about Ipswich Town and passionate about his football. And uh, he was one of the characters, one of those people that sticks in your mind. Yeah, he was a good, he was a good right back when I remember you probably didn't do the game, Man United game at home where he scored against Man United, obviously, to, to equalise it early on in this early on in the Premier League season, which when Ipswich got back up, I mean, that's always a, 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 yeah. a wonderful wonderful memory of fab running around celebrating of that but i mean yeah right he was a he was a happy chap sort of thing he, he, he had a great personality yeah uh my other my other fullback is mick mills um well. i 
I, I like Mick. I, I I see him quite regularly now because he obviously he he uh, co-commentates on BBC Radio Suffolk or summarizes. And um, I, I he's the one time I've actually been struck down with fandom. You know, I've just been. Uh, we went to the Czech Republic. Was it Sliberec? Slavan Liberec, yeah. Yeah, we were we were away uh, photographing that game, and the press pack were all in in a bar, and it was sort of like gradually they were dwindling and going back to the hotel, and it ended up there was there was Nightsy, Mick, and me, and Nightsy just gave up and went back. And it was, it was about half past three in the morning. It was me and Mick Mills in this bar drinking away. And I suddenly said to him, I said, do you know what? This is strange. I, when I was like 12, 13 years of old age, I used to, you used to be my real bloody hero. <laughs> I, used to, yeah. I used to go down and with my, with my uh, uh, milk crate, you know, and, yeah. uh, and watch him, and there I was in a bar getting drunk with him. It was it was, <laughs> it was one surreal moment, really. It was. Uh, He's a good player, though, Mick. Yeah, he, he achieved so much, really, didn't he? I mean, captain of England, and mm. uh, yeah. So he's and he was Mister Dependable, seven hundred odd appearances or whatever he did. Mm. So yeah. Uh, yeah, good choice, Mick. Mill, Mick Mills is a, good, is a good choice. Been a good choice for a lot of people. You can understand why. I mean, he was such a good player. And um, probably, I mean, when you talk about town legends, that the greatest legend is, I mean, people talk about BT, Ken B being the greatest ever player. Mills, is Mick Mills the greatest ever legend at Ipswich Town? I, saw, I sort of sometimes think he is. I mean, him and, I mean, George Burley was another one who did so much as a player and a manager, whereas Mick, of course, never managed. But um, yeah, Mick Mills, Fabian Wilner. So you got a couple of centre halves then, uh, Warren? I have. I used to play centre half myself in a very right. bad way, but. Um... You're not, so compare, like, you're not going to compare yourself with these next no, two. No, I like, no, I like, but I like a, a no-nonsense centre half. So I've gone for um, Alan Hunter, Big Al, Big Al, and he was he was one of the characters. I mean, I think he he lives in the shadow of Beatty a little bit, to be honest. Yeah. But, uh, 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 and Terry Butcher. I mean, you can't really no. not have Terry Butcher, can you? No. I mean, what's what's what is it about those players there? But I mean, we've already talked about no nonsense. I mean, yeah, just good. I mean, you, you know, memories of them away from home and stuff. If you, if, if yeah, well, I, I was too young to be photographing them. Come on, Mike. <laughs> oh yeah, sorry, I apologise. Yes, yeah, sorry, yes, yeah, that's <laughs> the photographic side of things. Then these are players that I've obviously watched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, I photographed them both subsequently, and yeah. they're, they're lovely guys to you know, to talk to. And um, but you, oh, you know, there's such such history involved with Ipswich Town, isn't there? Really, I mean, that's, I think yeah. that's why the Americans, the American investors, love it so much. It's because mm. you, know, you can look at these guys. You've got Mick Mills, captain of England, Terry Butcher, captain of England, and you know, you know yeah. bloody sort of bandage round his head, sort of thing. You can't not buy into that sort of thing, can you? No. No. And no. Alan Hunter, as you say, alongside Kevin B, was was terrific. Yeah. So um, and two no nonsense. You know, so I was going to say no frills, but you know, I think you would have known if you were playing against them. You know, they're yeah. quite a couple of physical guys. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. 
I didn't want to be too cliched and go for the beat. I know he was he was great and all and going forward, but I, yeah, they. I think the other two were a bit bit more dependable and a bit more sort of, you know, there every every week. So, yeah, they were good. I mean, but, but I, I mean, Alan Hunter was. Um, yeah, Alan Hunter was a terrific, terrific centre half, and I mean, he he was and and and, and Butch as well. I mean, you, you, well, I say we've talked about this before on this favourite elevens, and you had those four. You had Osman and Butcher, you had Beatty and Hunter. For a period of time, they were just, for a good period of time, you know, a good decade or so, those four were, like, dominant, weren't they, in, in Ipswich Town's defence? Yeah, yeah. And it sort of, they correspond with, with the periods where I was, you know, a fervent Ipswich fan growing up. Yeah. You know, that sort of, being lucky to, to be able to see them, really. Mm. Mm. All right, mate. So that's your, so you got so let's go back again. You, so go through your goal in your back four again. I, I've forgotten what it is already. So we've got <laughs> Paul Cooper in goal, uh, Fabian Wilness and Mick Mills at full back, and then you've got Alan Hunter and uh, blah, 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 Terry Butcher in the middle of the centre defence. Excellent. Right. So right. midfield. Midfield. Ah, the midfield was tricky. Ah. Yeah. So. I'm sort of going for a four-two-four formation. Four-two-four, oh, very good. Yeah, yeah we like yeah. that. So I'm going to have midfielders uh, Jim Magilton. Yeah. Uh, mainly because oh, that man always wanted the ball. I, there's there's been a lot of really really good midfielders in Ipswich Town's days, but I think this guy he just had it all. He was a, a fetcher, a carrier, a an ankle biter. Uh, yeah, he did everything, and he managed as well. I mean, he did everything, and um, whilst he was the smiliest, happiest person when you were talking to him, he, he had a real edge to him when he got on that pitch, mm. and um, he provided me with numerous photo opportunities, <laughs> especially game against Bolton. Yes, yes. Um, uh, my other one, uh, my other midfielder, uh, who I didn't photograph was Arnold Murin. All right. So I've got two talented sort of ball players in the middle of the park. Um, but obviously Jim gives it a bit of a bite. Did you see much of the 81 team then? Did you watch a lot of that with Murin in it? Yeah, yeah. Because, um, say, I was about 15, 16 then. Yeah. And so I was able to go down to Portman Road on my own. Yeah. And uh, me and my Mirren, mate... Mirren, Mirren was class, wasn't he? Yeah, I, funny enough, I was sorting through the loft the other day and I found the programme for the first leg of the final. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I thought, oh, yeah, I remember that. I actually remember more where, you know, you always remember where you were and these moments. The night of the, the second leg of the final, I was actually playing football in Bourne Park with my mates. <laughs> and we were, we had the radio on. And so we yeah. were listening. We were listening while we were kicking the ball around. Oh, gone are those days, eh? Yeah, but Miriam was Miriam was terrific, wasn't he? Him and Tyson. Yeah. There would have been an argument for having those two in in my middle of midfield, but I thought Mr. Magilton needed to be in there. Excellent. All right, mate. Well, that's great. Well, that's um that's that's Arnold Muran and Jim Magilton in the middle there. You said you've gone four two four. So I assume you've got four strikers or whatever. Oh, what well, I'm, I've I've gone a bit retro because oh. we're say growing up. I always, I always remember Clive Woods. 
yeah. Clive Woods on the wing. And uh, so I've decided to go for two two out-and-out wingers. Uh, Clive Woods one side and Martin Royce the other. Oh, and, if those two yeah. and if those two can't put a good ball in, nobody can. Woods was, Woods was terrific, wasn't he? Yeah. I used to love Martin Royce coming on. Uh, people used to call him super sub and all that, but yeah. uh, he used to really uplift the game. He used, yeah, it's just, he used to think, oh, yeah. Yes. Ipswich, I don't know what it is. I remember George Burley once saying, oh, the players were giving 110% as we got relegated sort of thing. But the difference between their 110% and everybody else was giving 110%, but people like Manchester United and Eric Cantona, who yeah. used to come on and and just turn a game with something. I, Ipswich had such a good team in that that season that they got relegated, and yet they didn't have that player that really, you know, did something for them mm. and and could really unlock something. Yeah, and Royce was um, yeah, Royce was great. A, a bit of a super sub, as you say, but I mean, yeah, I mean at Wembley, of course. Yeah, what what a final goal. Yeah, so um, I, yeah, I like Martin Royce. So I'll have him. I'll have him putting balls across. And Clive Woods, and, of course. You go back. I mean, Woods seventy-eight FA Cup final. Yeah, were you there, were you there or did you watch it? Or did you no, couldn't get a ticket. No, couldn't get a ticket. So uh, what well, I remember being at the Ipswich Labour Club, I think, on Lancia Road. <laughs> That's where we watched it. We all went. We all piled over there. But Woods so, was a terrific. Woods had lots of. He was a. Lots of skill, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I remember watching him play is it Newton Flotman once. I think he used to be involved up there. He and did. he played, and he must have been ancient, and he was still, you know, sort of... I played, against, I, down the played against, I played against him for Newton Flotman, believe it or not, in a pre-season friendly. He used to play centre-half then. This is when he was oh. 40. Okay. But I always remember that the, 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 the goal he scored against Leeds on the wing... Um, curling in in, the, in that long FA Cup sixth round clashes with Leeds, where he won the yeah. he won the tie for Ipswich on the way to a semi final, on the way to a semi final. So yeah, Clive Woods, great player. I'm just thinking, there's a whole new um, possibility for a feature there. Uh, people you have played against, Mike. <laughs> yeah, well, I play against that many. Don't worry about that. It's not. I can count. I can count. Uh... Jason Dizel. I, I I played against Jason Dizel once. All right. No, I, I can't. Uh, no. I, well, oh, yes, there must be one or two more, but I can't think of any. But um, oh, great. So, all right, mate. So that's excellent. So we're. Oh, and well, Alan Brazil. I played against Alan Brazil. Did you? But when he was sort of slightly overweight. And, all right. But he was very quick. <laughs> still very quick. It's still very quick. Yeah, he was a bit of a handful. All right. So anyway, sorry. Um, so you want my front two strikers? Go on then. Okay. So uh, it's Marcus Stewart. It's got to be one of them. There's a man who knows where the goal is. Is Marcus Marcus Stewart and Paul Mariner? Another one who knows where the goal is. Yes. So um, one I photographed. One I didn't. I only photographed Paul Mariner when he was at Plymouth as managing. I've got hold yeah. of him there, I think. Um, but Marcus Stewart was just. Oh, he made that whole, that first dreamy season when we were in the Premier League and going off to all these big grounds we hadn't been to for years. And uh, yeah, he just knew where the goal was. He just, oh, 
the touch that he had. Yeah. You could never, you could never, um, could never write him off to scoring a goal. You know, it's, I mean, you must have photographed him a lot then because he did scored loads on away grounds. Yeah, yeah, he was. Uh, he was at Liverpool when he when he scored the winner yeah. at Liverpool. Yeah, one 0 winner at Liverpool. Um, oh, Everton! Didn't he score yeah. two at Everton? And I remember him going round the keeper. Yeah. Oh, it's just I. I remember what one of the goals he scored was the Man City, where we went. We went to Main Road and um, we had a torrential downpour. And we all came home after. It got, um, I think he scored and we were 1 0 up. I think it was a diving header in the rain. And then the referee stopped it after 23 minutes. And we had I to go back a week, like, a week or so later to do it all over again. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah. And, and Paul Mariner, of course. I mean, what a player he was. But I think Paul Mariner, I talked to my dad about Paul Mariner and. Um, I always remember my dad saying that it isn't what he, it wasn't exactly his goal scoring. It was what he did off the ball was yeah. almost as important. He he ran the defence ragged. He was the one, you know, he's he was almost like the perfect foil, mm. you know, to play off. He would drag defences left, right and centre and his movement was brilliant. Mm. And, uh, yeah, and he was pretty good at scoring goals as well, but... Uh, yeah, he was he was fantastic. I, 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 he was he was is he the most complete centre forward Ipswich Town have ever had? I would say not far short, to be honest. I mean, I can't think of anyone who was. Yeah, I mean, Stewart scored lots of goals in that little that small period. Ray Crawford, obviously, excellent striker. Um, yeah, there's been, yeah, there's been some other good strikers, but Paul Mariner was was right up there as the as the very best. I think. I think a lot of it sort of a lot of people sort of uh, accept yeah. and say that. Yeah. Yeah. All right, then, mate. Well, that's excellent. So there you go, then. So let's go through that team again, because go on, start from, from the back again. OK. Goalkeeper, Paul Cooper. Uh, then we've got uh, fullbacks, Fabian Wilness and Mick Mills. Centre-halves, uh, Alan Hunter and Terry Butcher. Then I'm going for two in the middle with Arnold Muren and Jim Magilton. And then we have uh, well, Clive Woods, and Martin Royser as out-and-out wingers. And then we've got uh, Paul Cooper and Marcus Stewart just to tuck away those crosses. Excellent. So I don't know whether how that how that would figure against any of the current teams. Well, I wouldn't I wouldn't worry about it. You just do it's just what you've got. That's a good side. I like Majulton and Muir and Muir and uh, Muren in the middle of the park. That's quite a different combination. <laughs> well, is, has anybody played a four-two-four recently? Oh, we've had all sorts of strange ones. I don't know what Rob Chandler did. I think he had that six up front. We played like two, two, four, or two, two, six or something. I can't remember what he did, but um, he had a lot of strikers in his team. I know that. So, yeah. what, so what, what, what about have you, have you got any substitutes? Are you thinking of any subs? Or have you? I have got some subs. I'm have to quickly refer to my list because there's seven of them. I'm allowed seven these days, aren't I? Have as many as you get. Well, this at this rate, we'll be allowed to have about fifteen. So have as many as you like. <laughs> okay. See, I. I, I really wanted to have Eric Gates in my team because he was a tricky little blighter to play against. And I, I can't, the, the number of free kicks that he used to win just by being Eric Gates no, was, did, was yeah. amazing. And uh, well, I did a bit of research and apparently he's a farmer up in Durham now. Mm -hmm. 
And, uh, Neeson, do you know what? All these favourite 11s we've done, you're the first person to merit, mention Eric Case, I'm pretty sure. And yeah. I'm surprised because he was he was the most unusual footballer, but he was absolutely key to that Bobby Robson team. Absolutely key. He played just behind the strikers, didn't he? Yeah. And as you said, the free kicks he used to get, the trickery, the it was it's, it's almost like he was a number ten, he was a very early number ten, really, wasn't he? Yeah, he used to play with his back to the back to the goal quite a lot. And mm. the, he used to win so many free kicks, it was unreal. I would just remember mm. him winning free kicks because people just couldn't handle his just to hack him down. This is hacking the back of his legs because he used to twist and turn so quickly as you say with his back to goal. Yeah. So I I I was I was I'm in an hour and whether he was I went for Royce or instead because I thought the two wing wingers would be would be good. Um, now I'm going to go for John Walk because who how can you can't not have an Ipswich Town team with John Walk? I mean I've I've known John for a few years now. I've seen him on loads of events. Um, one of the first times I got to speak to him, I actually was photographing something for, for Coca Cola at Portman Road, and. Um, it was some young team that won something, a group of youngsters who won a prize to meet John Walk. And there was copious amounts of Coca-Cola around. <laughs> and so I had this idea and I sort of asked him if he didn't, if, if he would mind being doused in Coca-Cola a la champagne like you do. So basically I had a word with the lads and they shook all the cans of Coke up and then opened them up on him. And, uh, yeah, it, <laughs> he um, he Are you covered him in Coca Cola. Yeah, basically, it made a hell of a good photo though. I bet it did. I can't, can't pour a water card. Did he find did Johnny John find that very funny, or did he, what? Uh, uh, apparently, his hair took some washing afterwards. <laughs> All right, mate. So that's two subs. You've got five more. Okay, uh, I'm going to have Sam Morsey in there as well. Ah, yeah, good. I like Sam Morsey. I think yeah. he is the uh, he is the don't. I hope the team don't listen to this, but I think he's a cut about the, above the rest. He just he just looks on a different plane. He mm. he is the player that gels that team together, the current team, and uh, yeah, just so impressed with him. Really, he's a he's a bit he's a bit like Jim Magilton. He's a fetcher, a carrier, demands the ball all the time, knows a good pass. Mm. And I think, you know, if you're going to reminisce about other him, compare him to the other players, he is a Jim Magilton. Mm. Yeah, good shout. Uh, good shout. Um, so he, he'd be good to have on the bench. Darren Bent. Uh, uh, difficult. Another one I didn't... Uh, yeah, there's so many good strikers we've had over the years, but... Mm. Um, I was listening to um, the last gentleman, Adam. I can't remember. Adam. Joe Fares was the last man. I think. Joe Fares. Why yep. Joe Fares in my head? Why did? I... Yes, yeah, so Joe Fares was was very knowledgeable about Mister Bent. I was listening to that one the other day, and I thought, do you know what? I quite like because I photographed Darren right the way through from his youth team exploits. Mm. I remember him scoring a hat trick at Highbury on a very dull night against Arsenal when they uh, progressed through the youth team FA Cup and uh, he he was special mm. you could tell he was going places um, mm. um, who else so uh, I'm going to have Richard Wright as my spare goalkeeper because he was always good I used to get a lot of grief for not getting enough pictures of Richard Wright from, from Derek Davis 
because Richard Wright was having a, a, a steaming season and because I was always at the other end. I never got yeah. many pictures of him. And <laughs> I used to get a little bit of grief off Mr. Davis most weekends. Did you not get a picture of Richard Wright? Well, I was at the other end. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have uh, my sub mid uh, centre-half as Kevin Beatty. Uh, well. And then uh, George Burley in there as well. As a player. As a, as a player, yes. Yeah, and excellent. Then and then my manager would obviously be Sir Bobby because he spans yeah. the yeah. time. I mean, what, so Sir Bobby, I mean, he was, you know, what, so to watch your memories, what, what do you, what are your memories of Sir Bobby? Was it his early days in your watching of town, I suppose? Yeah, yeah. I came across him more at Newcastle when we used to go up there mm. and used to photograph him in the dugouts talking. I found a, mm. a photograph of him talking to George Burley when we went up there. Um, yeah, oh, just he was just a Mr. Motivator, wasn't he? He, mm. he could get inside people's heads. Mm. And I think that's – I do a bit of athletics coaching and getting inside the athlete's head is probably more important than anything. It's mm. You can have all the fitness, you can have all the talent, but if they're not motivated in the right way of, to do it and to mm. perform mm. – you see that across the board in life, don't you? If you're not yeah. if you're not motivated to do something, you're never going to do it very well. Um, and Bobby had that. I mean, you know what a great manager he was. It was it was just great great times, wasn't it? We're lucky. We're lucky. We sh- we enjoyed that that decade or so. Yes, yes. Um, and, you know, his record speaks for itself, really, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Even after he left England and was sort of bombed out by the press. Uh, you know, he still went on to do other things and have mm. success in Europe. So, excellent. All right, yeah. mate. Well, so look, so what? Look, look, well, that's a great. Well, well, that's fantastic. Well, that's fantastic. Um, a lineup. I like your lineup. I like. I like your subs. You, your, your subs. You got. You got great stories for your subs. I like your subs as well. That's um. <laughs> there's some good subs there. Um. So, you've been photographing Ipswich Town now away from home. I mean, have you got any favorite favorite away day games you can? think of or any little, any little strange quirky things that happened with Ipswich Town oh just anywhere that goes by the OK Diner is nice <laughs> up the A1 long as up the A1 is it <laughs> oh uh, well it's funny enough all the best times revolve around food Mike <laughs> yeah do, do they oh right fine, in the, fine. Well, in the old days uh, when, when Tony Garnett was around and uh, Elvin and Dave Allard and we all used to travel in one big well, one big pack in two cars, and we used to stop at various, various stopping points. So we mm. had a, a pub in a place called Broughton, just off the A14 at Kettering, yeah. where they knew us by name, and we would phone up and say, we are on our way, we need a table for eight, and they would have everything ready for us when we got in there. There was a pub on the way back up the A12. We had all the routes covered. All right. So basically, <laughs> the football was secondary. You know, it was it was go down the pub. Well, let's face it. I said to my wife, I said, you know, what well, what is there for me to rush back to? A bit of X factor. Well, no, I'd rather stay in the pub <laughs> and talk through the game. So, uh, people ask me my favourite ground a lot. Mm. There are places I don't like going to. I hate going to Anfield because it's logistically a horrible place to work for a photographer. But atmospherically, it's it just puts mm. the, the hairs of your back, back of your neck go up when they start singing, you never walk alone, and they've got all the flags. And it's, it's a wonderful atmosphere, but the stewards are another level. 
of mm. bolshiness and basically not being very helpful. Mm. Uh, Best Danny... grounds? In? Sorry? Best grounds? Best grounds. I like Derby. We used to, uh, Derby's a, a reasonable distance to go. It's got good parking, good press facilities. You can sit anywhere you like, barring in front of the dugouts. Uh, it's just got that all round good, good goodness about it. Like uh, Leicester, going, going back there this season. Yeah, uh, Leicester. I quite like Leicester. It's, you know, it usually hinges around logistics, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> Well, no, I agree. I mean, same with press boxes. I mean, press boxes can be an absolute nightmare, and some are better than others, and stuff like that. And it's how you do enjoy the, you do enjoy covering sporting events, I suppose. I know it sounds for fans. They've got obviously they've got the, the fans will be the same. They know there's some stadiums they stand in. They don't feel as comfortable as some are, are bigger and open, and some have got more space. And stewards yeah. stewards are all, all part of it, aren't they? But um, so well, so what? Well, um, thoughts on Ipswich Town this season, then Warren? I mean, what are you obviously hoping they? Be nice to be doing championship uh, teams next season. Yes, yes. Um, I, I think I've mentioned this before. So uh, I had COVID pre-Christmas, and I missed a couple of games. And when I came back, I had to go to Barrow. So I was six and a half hours uh, each direction, and um, they played like a pub team. And then I had a few games off, so I didn't. I didn't. McKenna came in obviously when we were on our way back from 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 Barrow, and uh, uh, it was just watching them at Gillingham was just the juxtaposition between watching the same set of players playing and getting dropped out of the uh, the cup, and then watching the the team that played at Gillingham. It was like watching two completely different sets of players. It was like watching Manchester United play as opposed to a pub team. And it was just mind-blowing, the, the difference. It seemed like the players were taking a, taking extra care about what they were doing. It was none of this sort of, you know, kick it and run sort of thing and headless chicken moments. They actually took, you could see it in, in the way they played. It took a couple of seconds just to think about it because they had a couple of seconds and they didn't, and everything seemed to run a lot smoother because of it. And uh, they seemed to have a plan and they'd been well drilled to follow that plan. Uh, because there was, a, there was a moment when, because this is by by the pitch, you see these things. So I think uh, two of the subs came on and they started trying to do what they'd used to do before, you know, playing silly balls and not taking the time. And I'm fairly sure Sam Morsey told them off and say, look, we don't do that anymore. We're doing it this way. Because I heard him say it, and it was like they were like reprimanded, and then they yeah. they carried on the possession, the holding on to the ball, not giving it away needlessly. And that was I I've I've got a lot of time for Mr. McKenna. I think he's he's gonna take his places. I think uh the biggest problem will be holding on to him. Mm. I think if 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 they win, if they get promoted this season, he'll be top of anybody's shopping list. At the, you know, for any club in the Premier League or Championship, maybe hired, you know, the bigger clubs if they if they've gotten rid of a manager. I think he'll be on the on the list. He's already been mentioned a few times in places like Watford. So, 
I think. Well, let's hope. Well, let's hope not, Warren. Let's hope well, that yeah. stays with us. That'd be good. And as you say, the football certainly is is uh, certainly better, better under McKenna. Let's put it this way: um, played as football will look. Um, yeah, it's been brilliant, Warren. Thank you ever so much for your time. Um, your right. favourite eleven was 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 certainly interesting. Um, your subs even more. I, thought, I found your subs more interesting than your actual favourite eleven, to be honest. But that's but that's just really. Me. Well, oh. I like see so you put Eric Gates in. I like that. You see, yeah, I like Gates in there. I thought Gates yeah. is a good one. You see, have, he should have been your team. You do know that, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, Martin Royster was, you know. I know, and you've got, and you've got. If you watch this on video, Martin Royster is in the picture behind you, so you can't then not have him yeah. in the team, can you? So I'll go that way, and there he exactly. is. Exactly. Yeah. Right. All right, mate. Hey, Warren. Thanks ever so much, and thanks for all you do for the photographs and stuff. I know a lot of people sort of see the pictures; they never know who's actually behind the lens. So it's nice you could join us for this. And um, well, so you're looking forward to to a bit of traveling ahead, then, Warren. 8,000 miles, apparently. So, yes. What is? Next season. 8,000 miles travelling next season, is it? Gosh. Apparently so, yeah. Well, well crikey, you had that up by 20-odd years. You've been around the world twice. Oh, well. I've had good company. That's that's part oh. of it. You see, it's, it's travelling. It's the, it's the camaraderie with sort of travelling with people like Carl Marston for all these years and yeah, exactly. Stuart and Andy. Stuart Watson, Andy Warren now with you. Yes, they'll be, uh, yeah, they'll be with you again much. Um, and I Ross. Might... I mustn't forget Ross. No, I mustn't forget Ross. No. <laughs> I might I might chuck one in with you as well, just to annoy you. Yeah, so there yeah. you go. You're always welcome. You're always welcome. <laughs> Warren, so are I'm you. Welcome. Thanks ever so much for your time. And, uh, yeah, it's been really great. Warren's uh, favourite 11 there, and uh, I hope you enjoy it. Warren, thanks ever so much, mate. And, um, yeah, keep there. and try and remember, try and keep me in focus. Always very important. Okay. From true crime to football, Brexit to football. For more great podcasts from Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon. Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon.